Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about more loot in 2021 for Destiny 2, as promised by Joe Blackburn in a blog post on Bungie.net. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, any of the audio versions of SNTR Presents, you can catch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. You should also bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. That's the hub of all of my content with schedules and new features coming every day and week, and we're looking at January to add a lot of great stuff. So they put this blog post out on the same day that the Hawkmoot landed. So we're going to have a lot of things to talk about in the coming episodes. This one I really want to focus on their uh, admittance about loot, you know, vacancies, a lack of loot, as well as their commitment in the coming seasons and expansions to add more. So there's also stuff in the blog post about transmog and appearance editing that we're going to address in another video. I'm also going to try and give my thoughts on Hawkmoon and how it's landing in the game. But I wanted to address this first because if you've been around for any of my coverage of Beyond Light, you know that this was one of the primary things we continued to bring up. Literally the day this blog post hit, I had recorded a video about the lack of loot in Exo Challenges, and I called them ritual content that just lacked that loot driver, comparing it to Ascendant Challenges and the Blind Dwell in the Dreaming City. And it's good that ritual content is actually a rest in this blog post so i really really enjoyed it let's just start with the first section here about beyond light first and foremost joe blackburn is already now kind of being revealed as the assistant game director but he's already worked for the company before he was on the raid team he helped with season of opulence so this guy's got some decent things in his pocket and in his resume with his previous presence at Bungie being brought on as assistant game director after his candor and transparency here as well as some of the good things he's brought to the game prior to now has me pretty excited especially since Opulence was one of the more celebrated seasons of the game up to now with respect to the actual content loop as well as the guns and loot that we could chase so these were the first two bullet points that he put that was I think on setting us on a pretty good trajectory of honesty as well as you know a hopeful mindset for the future with respect to loot quantity he said the initial reward pool with the release beyond light of with the release of beyond light was just too small so the initial reward pool was too small for beyond light and then he also said it's frustrating to be playing destiny and see another player use a weapon that is no longer obtainable in the game so those are kind of two things setting the tone for you know, objects and goals they had, objectives and goals they have with the future of the franchise as well as the seasons that are just around the corner. Then he said, you know, his commitment was to encourage, uh, I actually said it's encouraging given the criticism beyond light about lack of loot. Every time we talked about the good things on Europa or the good things about the raid in Beyond Light, I always felt like I had to come back to saying there is a significant lack of loot quantity. I think we really made the best point recently when we said the really good loot logistics right now that allows you to targeted farm and set your sights on weapons really requires a greater depth of loot quantity because it's so, I wouldn't say easy, but it's so much more accessible to target the guns that you want. It really exposes the lack of quantity on the heels of sunsetting really especially compounding the problem so here's his commitment these three bullet points he says with each season in year four destiny 2 will grow the overall power ecosystem for weapons with very few exceptions all weapons you can take to the power cap should still be earnable in the game one of the things that's happening right now is there are portions of the game and sections that you go to stuff is dropping and it's already been sunset which is kind of nonsensical and probably pretty confusing to new players lastly he says future annual releases will contain more new weapons 
than Beyond Light or Shadowkeep. I had to remove some words there. It actually said, more new weapons to collect than Beyond Light or Shadowkeep. So he's saying their annual expansions are going to have a greater quantity of weapons than what we got in Beyond Light or Shadowkeep because both of them landed in the 30s and that's not that many weapons. I don't believe we focus on it as much in Shadowkeep. Sunsetting really shined a bright light on loot vacancy and loot quantity because so much got sunset and so little was added at the same time. The second thing he talked about was more loot. What's it actually going to look like? It's one thing to commit to adding more loot to the game it's another thing to give us the specifics on how that's going to work so he says their commitment is to make ritual content have more in season 13 that's the very next season we're we're being leaked that i guess that's called season of the chosen in season 13 we're adding six new legendary weapons to our ritual activities two each for strikes gambit and crucible now right now each of those has one strikes has the green shotgun the xeno class or something and then there's the purple pulse rifle in crucible and the grenade launcher in gambit now if they add these two to each that means each of these playlists will have three weapons that are specific to the activity the question remains how do we grind for them are they just random drops as they are now i don't think that's probably the best approach but take away some of the futility and the unknown nature of it and give us some targeted ways to go after these weapons as you add them In addition to those three ritual activities getting two weapons, they're also adding three unique weapons to the the, the, the Nightfall playlist. Uh, The Palindrome, the Swarm, and the Shadow Price are all making their Destiny 2 debuts. If you're brave enough to take on Grandmaster Nightfalls, you'll also be able to earn Adept versions of these weapons. So they previously announced that Adept weapons would come to strikes. Many of us thought that would likely land in Nightfalls, and it is landing only in Grandmaster Nightfalls. So if you want an Adept version version of the palindrome swarm or shadow price you're gonna have to take on grandmasters you may actually see me mr no grandmaster nightfalls you may actually see me go in there mainly because there's actually a loot driver now and i could get most of the currency at the lower levels of the of the nightfalls i didn't need to run grandmasters they also this last portion here they want to lower the feeling of frustration that people are feeling about sunsetting they're not going to stop sunsetting it's a standard in the game now as a way to you know kind of keep the loot pool trimmed down and and a way to keep things pruned as it were but it's not going away they're going to do what they can to minimize it as a frustration point and he says here in season 13 we will continue to allow all players to gain season 11 and 12 weapons in the world drop pool while season 10 weapons will be obtainable through a more prescriptive source now translation what he means there is season 10 weapons will rotate out of the world pool so they're not dropping and the reason that they're doing that is those guns will no longer be infusible they'll be sunset so having them drop in the world pool is kind of stupid so they're going to be still obtainable if you're really dying to get one of them but generally speaking the the loot the world drop loot pool should always be a rotating sort of backlog of stuff that's sort of right behind you still relevant still infusible to max power but not the new stuff. That's a great way, I think, to keep the general world loot pool somewhat relevant to either new light players, game pass players, people that aren't paying any money. They're going to need guns to drop that they can use, and this is a great way to help that pool feel relevant and not kind of convoluted and confusing. 
Lastly, and in many respects, most importantly, he talks about more staff. This was probably the most refreshing part of the actual blog post because we always talked about, and I always pretty much said, it's clear that Bungie's developmental bandwidth and how much they can give us it every three months, it's pretty predictable. We know basically we're going to land in the mid-20s to mid-30s on weapon count with a handful of loot pools and armor sets, and that's basically what they can give us. So it was great, I think, to finally see some transparency and honesty about we just can't create enough rewards for you and we want to make changes about that. The bandwidth issue for Bungie is actually not something they've been shy about. Luke Smith made it clear before Beyond Light even launched that they had less developmental power now to deliver something as big as the same size as Forsaken. He was like, it's going to be smaller than Forsaken, but bigger than Shadowkeep. He wasn't shy in saying that they lost developmental bandwidth in that interview on the other platform. He said that their commitment in this blog, Blackburn says, their commitment's not just to form a logistical loot promise, but to make internal changes. And here is the quotation. There's no way for us to make more rewards at Destiny's standards and still maintain the health of the current team. Therefore, we're going to reinforce the reward team with more talent that will allow us to deliver quality and quantity in the future. So they're actually making internal staffing changes to ensure that they can meet both the standards of quality that they want to deliver as well as the standard of quantity that they would like to hit you know, every single season. So these changes, these commitments to having more loot and an expansion, having more loot in the seasons is going to be happening because they're actually making internal changes. Now, we don't know if they're hiring more talent or shuffling talent around, but the good news is they're owning the fact that what we want they can't deliver and they're going to do what they can to get there so i was very encouraged by this blog post not only are we getting more loot but bungie's going to be getting more staff on the rewards team which means future seasons and expansions won't feel so shallow and thin with respect to loot quantity as always we're going to go to question and answer next so if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere if you're listening to this recording you can wait for q a or come and watch us live at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the more loot in 2021 blog post from Joe Blackburn on Bungie.net. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live on YouTube Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. If you'd love to get involved with Q&A but you can't make the live shows, We have a community Q&A forum at sntrnetwork.com. So go make a login at sntrnetwork.com and jump into the conversations on those forums. So clap for you. Jumping in with the first question here says, with more loot coming in 2021, do you Thanksgiving know there? What on earth did your phone do? Do you think... Uh, that there will be a couple standout weapons that players get excited about. Bad example, but like the recluse. I mean, I don't. It, it, we, some of you guys are getting back into the habit of asking the questions that that I don't have good answers to. I don't know. Um, there's no way for me to know if they're going to do this or not. I would say right now the standard that they set, and then the standard that Joe Blackburn even kind of highlighted was the new perks on the raid weapons. To him that's like a high caliber thing that they're doing i wouldn't expect anything to get outside of that 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 bell curve of of power or cool or standout right so if if in their mind they've kind of set the trajectory for the year on height on 
on um <laughs> I absolutely Thanksgiving. Why no Thanksgiving? I always Thanksgiving when given a chance. <laughs> you guys are memeing in this in the best way possible. I so no, I don't necessarily know. I mean, is anybody doing that right now? Is anybody clamoring into the raid to get a certain weapon? I think some people are, but I don't think we have this giant standout recluse level weapon. And honestly, I don't think we will. I mean, I'm just basing my prediction off of what Joe Blackburn's commentary was in this blog post with respect to the raid weapons and the new perks and how it would be really weird to suddenly land in next season and there to be some weapon in the nightfalls that like outshines raid weapons. Now, actually that's possible. A grandmaster, a grandmaster adept palindrome may emerge as a more meta weapon than the hand cannon from the raid. You know, same thing with the uh, the shadow price. An adept version of the shadow price may end up overshadowing, you know, the god roll auto rifle from Europa. I don't know if we're ever going to have a recluse again. Even though the one raid team member said they want to make more weapons like the recluse, and that's kind of what they hope Sunsetting can allow them to do. Even though he said that, I still don't know if you're ever going to have that one weapon that stands out that virtually every single person clamors to. I just don't think so. There are... Uh, there. There's. I think. I think when they do that, it ends up becoming too central focus to sort of over uh, overshadowing of the rest of the pool I think what they're going to start doing is is creating new perks and new things that you can only get in certain places so it's not necessarily like this is literally the best primary in the game the recluse right this is literally the best primary in the game instead of that happening I think what they're going to end up doing is is saying there's a lot of great primaries in the game right now and all these ones at this upper echelon have unique perks or reasons to chase them. When you make a Swiss Army Knife weapon, it creates a significant problem. Swiss Army Knife weapons can literally do everything and that just ends up... That's the unkept Herald from Borderlands 2. That's the Recluse. That's the, you know, any other game you've ever played. It's like, well, everybody's just using this one thing. Like right now, there are people telling me that the scout rifle from the raid is clapping or slapping, sorry, slapping in the crucible. And I really like the 180 hand cannon from the raid. I think it feels really, really strong. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm seeing raid weapons out in the wild, and people, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, these are really worth using." I think I prefer that over, as you're saying, you know, even a couple standout weapons. To me, it makes more sense to paint with two brush strokes. You've got, you've got your, you got your ritual, um, you know, entrance level seasonal content, and the and the loot down here is painted with, you know, um, like a like a light red. It all can get the job done. They all have good rolls. They can all get the job done. The Wrathborn weapons and the Europa weapons all have good rolls and can actually be great. They can be totally fine. And then when you paint that upper echelon, the red gets a little bit darker. It's a little bit, they hit a little bit harder. They're a little bit cooler. They have a little bit more on them that makes them stand out. Instead of being like, everything down here is kind of bland and then dot, dot, two weapons up here are really great. You know? two weapons up here you know are the the absolute best i i think when you do that you end up creating a problem that we ask for it 
right? We ask for it and then we don't like it. We're like, oh, I don't know well, why they do this. The, 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 the double penetrating unkept herald in Borderlands 2 made every other weapon there was like a sand talk build you could do with zero and that was that was basically it there was a sand talk build and then there was a boar build with some sniper that was basically it if you weren't going to build that with zero you were going to get a slag weapon and then you were going to grab a, a dupa you were going to grab your dupa and then that was what you used everywhere a game that boasts of having millions of guns and kajillions of guns and, you know, weapons are falling everywhere like you just blew up a pinata and then there was one gun to rule them all. And you just don't want to create that problem, I don't think. It's, I think it's, a, it's dangerous. Um, I think what Bungie's done with the Lament is the right call. You make a weapon that is really, really good at one particular thing. It's a great hammer but it's not a screwdriver it's not a saw it's not a um it's not a drill it's a great hammer the minute you try to use it for something that's not meant for a hammer it ain't gonna feel very good right so that that's i think where they can kind of try to focus the perks and the loot quality is is centered around that you know Torchwood with the next question. With two pursuit weapons per playlist coming next season, how can Bungie make it so that they're viable, yet don't overtake everything else like Recluse and Mountaintop did? So this is this is kind of a springboard off of the first question. Um, you know, I, I think what you would want to do, so with these ritual weapons, right? A couple of things I think they should consider doing, and he kind of hinted at it with armor. He talked about armor. You generally just chase another piece that has the same stats. And then that's basically all you're doing. What I would say they should look into doing is potentially have these weapons have, um, you know, perks or purposes that are good from where they come, right? They're not ritual weapons. They're from ritual activities. Right, it gets confusing. They're adding legendary weapons to the ritual activities. Right, I knew what he meant when he said this. Um, well, he calls them pursuit weapons. Well, yeah, they're also they're not they're not pursuit weapons. Right, yeah, they're not that either. They're legendary weapons being added to ritual activities. So, in any case, the 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 thing that I think they could start looking at is, you know, guns that are. You know, maybe they have strike specific mods. Maybe they have a strike specific mod slot. Maybe they have perks like clearly the two weapons dropping in strikes should should be PVE in their orientation and their perk pool and PVP same deal. And then in Gambit you can do one that's PVE focused and one that's PVP focused because you have invasion, right? So uh, the the weapons need to have a clear bent it should not be doubted in someone's mind like yeah these strike weapons are clearly you know best in class crucible weapons yeah it would be stupid that at that point you're 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 that's you're contradicting the actual identity of the of the 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 activity and its reward it doesn't even make any sense at that point um so because like the th- and and sometimes you're gonna have things that happen right you're going to have the scout rifle from the raid. It's a great scout rifle, but maybe it's it, it seems to shine more in the Crucible. I don't know. I don't like using it in PvE. Um, maybe I need to give it a little bit more time. But you're going to have that happen sometimes. 
I think that's fine when you have a large loot pool. So when you went into, you know, Season of Dawn Sundial, and there was the seven or eight weapons, you know, if one or two of those shine in the Crucible, that's okay. In this scenario, however, I think what they would really want to try to do is say, these are strike weapons, so they're they're, they're very clearly built for PvE. They have perks that make more sense in a PvE context. Um as opposed to as opposed to them being like what we've had happen in the past where you go get this weapon from PVE and it's a god in the crucible or vice versa you know well, mountaintop kind of was good everywhere um, but you get the point like I think given that this is something they're going to be doing seasonally in the ritual activity funnels those weapons need to be focused on those activities maybe even go so far as like I said to give them mod slots and mods that are you know specific to the area um you know you could have a the gambit weapons could be like this weapon has a chance to drop two moats on a crit kill uh you know this weapon does more damage to blockers um and then for crucible crucible you just have to kind of make the gun just a really really solid consistent ttk weapon and then for strikes you could have something you know in that vein of like this weapon does more damage against mini bosses or majors or this this i don't know what honestly you would do maybe just again give it a very pve focused you know thrust where you know this is going to shine in the crucible like one for all on a fusion rifle okay you can get that one for all perk on the fusion rifle from europa it's pretty clear when you see that perk like yeah i'm gonna proc this in pve i'm not procking this in the crucible I'm not going to hit three people in close succession and then go for a fourth person with a damage buff. Like, that's just not going to happen in the Crucible. Like, you set up perks to have a threshold where they're really only going to show up in proc in um, in PvE. You know, the one perk, right? Killing rank and files gives you a buff against majors. Well, you know, stuff like that. It's like, that's never, that doesn't even work in the Crucible. You know? So I, that's that's how I would do it create a clear identity for the weapons themselves uh Raynard how optimistic are you that the loot pool will be will fully updated by the start of season 14 as all arrival logo loot should be removed due to sunsetting at the end of that season right they they're clearly in this blog post Blackburn's touching on two separate issues number one the issue of there's just not enough quantity in new content and number two people are getting stuff that isn't relevant people are getting stuff that's been sunset and they're trying to address those two things so i i don't necessarily know if their goal is like yep here's season 14 which would basically be what amounts to the spring season which is usually the weak season because it lands between the winter and the summer seasons it's always the weakest arrivals drifter you know, they're just, they're just, you know, Osiris, those tend to be the weaker times. Osiris wasn't necessarily spring, but you get what I mean. Like the hammock, the hammock delivery is always the weakest, you know, um, the one in the middle always tends to suffer for whatever reason, middle child, middle season, you get it right. So I don't know if season 14 is where we're going to want to set our sights to be like, Oh yeah, season 14, they're going to have a fully updated loop pool. I would say summer would be your your more likely bet. Or maybe not even summer, the 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 season right before the next expansion. Nice. The season um 
the season right before the uh, um, okay, <laughs> the season right before Witch Queen would be the season I would think we would really start to say, okay there's definitely an increase in loot quantity and they like to do stuff in the summer anyway, you know, um, you know, they like to, they like to make the summer kind of a big, kind of a big moment. Um, and, oh, what on earth did you do to my rundown? Um, refresh the rundown. So up here looks good. That looks better. Maybe darken up that, uh, might want to darken up the block text, but I don't know what you did down here. Um, it is a tr- it's a mess. Uh, anyway, um, I'm not reading through it, so it's okay. Um, season 14 would be the summer season. It's confusing. You know what I mean when I say summer. Well, maybe you don't. Summer season in my mind is the season before Witch Queen. So season 14 is now landing in the summer, so it's freaking confusing. So I'll say season 15. Season 15, the season lead up to Witch Queen will likely be the biggest of them because it'll be the final domino for Savathun. We're probably going to do stuff in the Dreaming City. We're probably going to have, you know, Mara Sov coming back, taking center stage, you know, and that could also be when they decide to really ramp up loot injection. I think Vogue lands in 14 and then 15 is sort of like the Avengers season of like everything's coming together for Savathun. Um, so when I say summer season, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of opulence. I'm thinking of arrivals. I'm thinking of the, the, the season lead up to the expansion, but everything got shuffled around now. So season 15 isn't going to land in the summer. It's probably going to be more of a, a fall, you know, a fall season. And then our, our expansions are now landing in November. It seems, um, Unless they start shaving down the season lengths so they can go back to a September expansion release. I I, I don't know um, what their what their plan is. So Darksider. With Transmog coming in season 14, it seems to be ideal time to introduce armor set effects, don't you think? Uh, as Transmog will take away a large reason to farm armor fashion, set effects could provide necessary grinds to make players farm for armor outside of the unlock drop. He, he, um, he did make mention that they were looking at doing certain things, um, with armor to make it matter more than just, uh, stats, you know, so you're not just constantly doing like a, yep, let's replace this. Um, you know, that, that to me would be, I think the, the way to look at it. The idea that they're, uh, they're trying to create a new motivator, for armor and he didn't really spell out what that's going to look like so you know we'll we'll see where it uh where it ends up landing because i do think this is a problem transmog is going to turn armor into like this oh i have god roll stats from last season so i'll just get all the armor from the raid transmog it and then just not have to farm for armor now they solve that problem for raids, right? If you want to use the raid mods, you, you got to have the raid armor. But the problem is, without a hard mode version of the raid, no one's going to give a frick about any of that. Nobody right now is going to disrupt their build for raid armor mods. Nobody. Why? It's it, you, as soon as the contest modifier is turned off, I don't need any of those mods. I don't. They don't do anything. Like they do, but they only do something in a context where I would feel like I would need them if I'm dying a lot or maybe close to dying a lot, like a contest modifier scenario. I think is the only context where you're gonna really feel that 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 need and that push to say, oh man, you know, 
we really really need it you know to to we really need those mods you know um so king keys with the introduction of crossplay, how do you foresee this affecting the current clan system as well as clan bounties and the clan loot system? I have no idea what they'll do. Personally, what I would hope that they would do when they would bring crossplay is they would give our clans a greater cap on how many can be in a clan, raise them to, you know, 200 or 300 or something, because then you could start to combine clans. Uh, you know, oh, hey, I play on xbox when i'm playing with my pc friends now i would love to join their pc clan well you're going to start to have a lot of clan bloat if you don't you know if you don't let people uh increase clan size clans are already cross right but as far as like going and working on a clan bounty and stuff you're going to have probably an influx of people wanting to be in a clan that maybe they avoided because they're like well that clan's mostly pc people and i don't play with any of them so sure you're in a clan where most are pc but a lot of people right now might not be doing that because they're like well we can't play together if that barrier is removed i would anticipate you know clans on xbox and pc maybe considering like oh man we could combine since we can all play together now and our clan would be bigger and you know we would more effectively we would have more people to play with at a given time if that makes sense because a lot of people are going to use a clan to essentially have you know a, a more streamlined friends list of like who's on and playing right now oh and we get the extra clan love so that's that's how I would look at it is you're going to probably have people starting to want to bring clans together and if that's the case then you're you're going to want to potentially consider restructuring clans to either be larger or you know w- whatever the case may be NA painter with Bungie's patching and feedback speeds going faster does hearing their plans plain and simple give you a lot of hope for the future improvement of destiny yeah I addressed this in the talk I said that you know this was and it's right here on screen that his candor honesty and transparency about lack of loot in beyond light and Bungie's goals for destiny 2 in 2021 was refreshing and gave many of us hope for the future because here's what was happening I think a lot of us were looking at witch queen and thinking okay so if I go into witch queen and you sunset everything I got in beyond light and then you add 30 guns it's just not going to feel as exciting as like oh this expansion is dropping a bunch of loot vacancies are getting filled there's lots of loot to chase there's lots of things to do you know and and I think a lot of us were looking at witch queen and thinking man this is if this is the precedent going forward this is weak for a $50 offering right Sure, Witch Queen is going to have a new destination, likely going to have a new subclass, a poison subclass, centered around Eris, Savathun, and some new dark, creepy, Taken-ish, Hive-ish destination or planet, right? And that's exciting, but if I drop another $50 on Witch Queen and it's attached season, and I get 30-something weapons, three loot pools, and that's it, and the ritual stuff gets nothing like if if strikes crucible gambit get another year of like yeah we're not doing anything i think a lot of us were thinking oh man we're gonna have to really start lowering our expectations and it it does it gives me hope for them to be like oh no yeah no we 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 don't we're not satisfied with the amount of loot we delivered and we want to we want to increase the staff size and we want to increase the quantity we want there to be a difference in the number of weapons in witch queen compared to shadow keep and beyond light now if somebody wants to go look and add up all the guns they added in forsaken 
I would say we're going to land near that. I'm not going to say we're going to land at that, but the hope would be we're going to land near the loot quantity of Forsaken as far as guns go. Now, I don't even know if Forsaken was a ton. I don't know. You know, because you had you had Tangled Shore, Dreaming City, you had The Last Wish, and then I forget what else they did in uh, in, in Forsaken as far as loot getting added. Um, I honestly don't remember what they did as far as loot quantity. We'd have to go back and look at it. Because the concern would be, he said Shadow Keep and he oh and they reissued reissued a ton of year one weapons that's true all the reissues because he said it's going to have more weapons than shadow keep and beyond light he didn't say forsaken so we're not going to get more than forsaken so i would say we're probably going to fall under it oh yeah gambit had its own loot too that's right um yeah i would add up the weapon total from forsaken and i bet we land underneath that we don't i bet you we don't hit forsaken because he would have said that we're gonna we're gonna aim for the forsaken you know weapon quantity, but since he didn't say that, we're probably gonna land under it. That'd be my guess. So, Hitman Lono, while getting Hawkmoon was exciting, I sort of feel like its lack of luck in the chamber is really disappointing, as it was made, uh, as it was made it so unique and standout. Would you be in favor of it being reverted to its original state? And are you fond of the notion of exotic guns getting random rolls? I don't want it returned to its original state because luck in the chamber is stupid. And you say you miss it, but you wouldn't miss it. Like, luck in the chamber is one of those things that people are like, I can't believe they didn't give us luck in the chamber. And then you'd also be breaking your controller when you lose in trials to it. Like, I'm not saying you particular, but in general, the community does that. They're like, I can't believe, hashtag, not my Hawkmoon. They didn't bring back luck in the chamber. Well, these cavemen would be the same people punching their monitor when they lose to luck in the chamber. Freaking crutch weapon, two-tap BS. Like, you don't want luck in the chamber in the crucible right now. You just don't. Um, I, it's it's you don't want to go back down that road. You don't. You don't want to go back down the road of 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 losing a gunfight to RNG. You simply don't. Uh, that 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 would not be something that you um would would want to see. Okay. Now, as far as the random rolls on the exotic. I actually think this is a good start. I do. Because they could start saying, hey, now we can get grind capital out of exotic weapons the same way we get grind capital out of exotic armor. Look at legendary lost sectors, right? Look at the way that you grinded for the uh, the sniper, right? You grinded for that sniper in Empire Hunts. Well, what if the longevity of that grind extended beyond just getting it? You keep going for the sniper because there's like, there's a slot with six different perks that can land on it, and you go because you want the one with accurized rounds or hand, whatever, right? So your golden goose, your god roll version of that sniper, it's not light years different from the one that your friend has or the first one that you get, right? It's not, it's not light years different, but they get more grind capital out of it. I actually think this might be a step in the right direction for exotic weapons because suddenly then there's something that you chase they're removing that binary feel of, a, of an exotic you either get it or you don't and once you get it you don't care anymore about its destination or its origin 
including reissues forsaken brought 85 weapons yeah i bet we fall under that i bet they shoot for 60 i bet witch queen lands at about 60 weapons some of those might be reissues right around 60 is where i'm gonna make my prediction I think a lot of people are overstating Hawkmoon. I really like the way that it feels. People compare it to Ace of Spades, and Ace of Spades is anomalous and absurd with how many perks they fit with one weapon. Hawkmoon manages to be fun and competitive. So, one of our resident PvP hombres saying that they think it's a good it's a good weapon. So, uh, Jose says. How do you mitigate the Borderlands issue, where you have exorbitant amounts of loot, but only a small percentage of it is used? Eventually, Destiny could reach this point, even with sunsetting. This is why I like the language that they're using in this blog post from him. The idea that they're pushing, uh, they're pushing for the quantity and the quality to land in a happy marriage, because I do think there is a danger there is a danger of what you're saying oh just throw a bunch of loot in the game okay well we've talked about this regularly taken king and rise of iron added a junk ton of loot to the vendors that no one cared about no one cared about no one was going to new monarchy and giving a rip about any of their weapons in 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 rise of iron they were all bad archetype they were all bad archetypes so no one gave a frick about new monarchy what is this right so those weapons sure they were there but they ultimately register as a zero because it's like they're not worthy of pursuit and everybody just ignores them you know oh hung jury at dead orbit yeah and then everything else at dead orbit was what huh you know future war cold had like two weapons worth chasing and then vanguard had i think two so I think they've got to find the middle road. Right now, they went too heavy on quality with zero, with barely any quantity. Okay? So we have the opposite problem right now of what you're concerned about. I think you try and land in the middle where instead of 30 weapons, you know, there's about 60. So maybe there's alternatives. Yeah, I don't really like this hand cannon from the raid. But this other hand cannon, however... Yeah, I can get behind this one. It's a kinetic and it's 140, and I just like that more than an energy 180, or vice versa. You know what? So, you know, if you're giving people alternatives to what the you know what the main pool is, I would say that that's that's a route that if you know if I was if I was in charge, um, that's that's the route that that that, that I would take. Yeah, that looks better, but it's making the bit rate go crazy, which I think is people are having. I think people are having a buffering. Uh, as soon as I scrolled up to that screen, we started losing folks. Um, Bitrate doesn't like those Europa stasis images. Um, so that's what I would do. Try to land in the middle. So if you're adding 60 weapons, there's an alternative to most of them, right? And now the text here is impossible to read uh, or hard to read. That is, um, well, that could be my dark mode. Um, let me just turn it off there uh you know that they if if i'm going to go into an activity and go for a piece of loot and i don't like it you this is what you don't want the statements to be well that's the only auto rifle this season i don't like it i really like auto rifles but this one's just not jiving with me right so 
if you if you give me an auto rifle here and an auto rifle over there, the hope would be they would be different at some level so that if I don't like one, maybe I end up liking the other. So in 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 general, in general, I think when you give people loot logistics, that's also a risk. You're letting me target farm, you're letting me get the version that I want, and so the low quantity is also a problem. Sunsetting causes that problem, lots of loot, only a little used. Well, no. Think about it like this. That's not true. If an expansion can 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 muster 60, so they add 60 weapons in an expansion, and then the seasons that follow, there's three seasons that follow, they each add about 20, right? That's 120 weapons spanning a year, okay? So there's there is at a given time in that final season of the year, 120 weapons that you can decide whether or not you want to use them, you know, because because there's a, there's all sorts of variety, all sorts of perk differences and destinations. And then when the new expansion drops, Witch Queen, sixty get sunset, sixty get added, and that's kind of the trade. And then every season after, twenty get sunset, twenty get added. So you have this rolling calendar of about a hundred weapons that are that are potentially able to be used. Right? Every year we lose 120 weapons. That's a ton of unused loot. There was a ton of unused loot even when they weren't sunsetting, so you're not changing anything. When I had 15 god roll hand cannons, two or three of them saw the light of day regularly. So, you know, out of out of out of 16, I think I got I ended up with 16, you know, 75% of the guns never saw the light of day. You can only equip one primary at a, well, two, I guess if you want to run double primary. But, you know, you only equip one primary at a time, you know, and primaries generally go from one activity to the next without breaking a sweat. So, like, you're not generally going and cycling through every gun that you have. So, even before, even before sunsetting, right? Even before sunsetting, a huge portion. Just look at the PvP numbers, and that's all you need to see. That generally, even before sunsetting, there's a small group of weapons that see most of the time in the in the, in in the in the, they're the ones who get most of the stage time. You know. Uh, I now have mid to good rolls on almost everything from the raid. I prefer them over the other weapons that fill the same role. Right, but I still think there's a quantity problem. There just isn't enough. You know, if you didn't like some of those raid weapons, there's nowhere else to go. If you concluded that, yeah, the raid weapons are good, but I don't like them. I'll give you an example. The Europa Pulse Rifle. It's got some good rolls on it, but I don't like it. And there's not really another Pulse Rifle to go for, except for the one in Crucible. And that's kind of like a random RNG drop, and it's, it's in Crucible. So, um... So yeah, I I don't think sunsetting is going to create this crazy, insane problem of like, oh man, sunsetting is made so there's only a small group of weapons that we can use. There's always a rolling calendar of guns that can be used, and then there's guns that are falling off. So you're saying, oh, every year we lose 120 weapons, but we don't lose them all at the same time. You lose the big chunk for the when when an expansion hits its 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 birthday. You lose that chunk, and then each season you lose some. Right? There isn't a path forward for adding lots of gear that's both relevant, usable, and interesting while letting you use your freaking year one build with your midnight coup and your Ikalash shotgun. Like I just 
that that debate to me is just absurd so like we're supposed to go into witch queen and have literally every single weapons viable like i just i don't think that's the path forward you got to prune the pool to let the pool grow it's it's like a rose bush you prune it back so then it can flourish and grow and not choke itself out you're gonna bloat the loot pool to absurdity you know i rotate weapons on my own I mean, bully for you, but walking around with 15 hand cannons that I had god roll and acting like sunsetting wasn't necessary when in Destiny 1, I had maybe three hand cannons at a given time. A palindrome and a mago loop and a lord high fixer. That was it. I had five times that going into this season. It is full, full, full on going into this season. 15 god roll hand cannons. All viable in the end game, all perfectly fine and usable. I just sunsetting was needed, you know. And I don't think sunsetting and really, really good loot logistics and targeted farming doesn't get off the ground if the loot quantity isn't there. That's why sunsetting and that's why loot quantity in uh, in in Beyond Light started to get a lot of criticism because the lack of quantity was highlighted by sunsetting. Like it, it made it, it made people more aware of it, you know. Uh, I hasn't. Lono, with Bungie now putting more incentive to chase adept loot, as well as allocating more staff to help build more good weapons more often, do you feel as though this is Bungie's way of testing an eventual weapons 2.0? To me, there are two things that need to happen either before or during Witch Queen. Number one, all of the other subclasses need to be retooled to mimic what we have in stasis with aspects and fragments to make the light subclasses more buildable, flexible, and worthy of your time. Okay, that needs to happen. Number two, weapons need to look like your ghost and your armor. They need to be able to take it up to level 10 and have some level of customization and investment so that when you take a weapon all the way up to masterwork it, it matches what your ghost and your armor look like. Those two things, I think, need to happen before or when Witch Queen lands. I would think they could spend the coming year evolving the subclasses to mimic the Aspects and Fragments system and in Witch Queen do a systems update to weapons. Even even if weapons are essentially the same, just so they look the same, and so the menu system is homogenized. I need to go into my subclasses, and they need to look and feel the same. I need to go into my weapon menu, and it needs to look and feel the same as armor and ghost. Like, that just... I, to me, that is a sensible and logical thing they need to do for the game's evolution and quality of life. Those things need to mimic and match themselves. Because at the present time, the game feels very, very patchwork. It feels like a quilt that your grandma made out of old t-shirts. It's like, okay, so I got armor 2.0 and customization and mods. I got a ghost update with mods and I level it up. And then guns get none of that. Guns still look the same as they did in Forsaken, right? And then we have all this new aspects and fragments in this really great way of creating cool builds and customizing stasis. And then you go to your old subclasses and they're all attunement based. You're like, what is this? So like, I think they, I think those things need to be evolved to match and I think updating the gun system, Weapons 2.0 needs to look like that. What would Weapons 2.0 look to you? I think you take the leveling up the gun to level 10, like the way we do on armor and guns, you bring that, and when you hit level 10, I think it does a couple of things. You unlock, I would think, 
some form of mod system that each mod slot does something to the lanes of the gun okay so if you look at a ghost right now a ghost has four mod slots okay if you look at a gun a gun has four slots you have the barrel the barrel sight and the scope that's your first so depending on if it's a shotgun sniper or a hand cannon it's barrel barrel sight or scope that's your first lane your second lane is usually something to do with the magazine um you know accurized rounds extended mag stable rounds things like that and then your next two are usually centered around like a reloader damage okay so you have four lanes on the gun okay you take up the weapon to level 10 oh i like this gun this is the god roll i was looking for leveled up to level 10 and it unlocks these four mod slots so let's say you're running a reconstruction rampage weapon there would be mods for those lanes that would make reconstruction proc a little bit faster rampage last a little bit longer um things like that so it wouldn't suddenly break the weapon and make the weapon stupid or absurd it would be a nice capstone a nice capstone yeah reconstruction What's the one that gives you your weapon back? I think it's reconstruction. Hey, reconstruction procs a little bit faster. It fills the gun a little bit quicker. It's noticeable. It's not amazing, right? It's not amazing, but yeah. And then all the rest. You forgot masterwork? Oh, when you masterwork the weapon, you can change the masterwork to whatever whatever it is you're wanting, right? If you want handling, switch it to handling. It's a one-time thing. You roll it over to level 10. You can switch it off of whatever role you got, and it costs you something. So RNG still plays a part. You really wanted range. You got range. Great. You can save some currency whenever you masterwork it. You're not going to switch it. Or maybe make it like how we change armor affinity. If you change it when it's not fully masterworked, it's cheaper or something. But then you know that's it. If I want to change it later, it's really going to friggin' hurt. Because I'm, I'm going to fully masterwork it up. I think that's how you evolve guns. It would not suddenly make a gun disgustingly broken. If Rampage lasts an extra second and Reconstruction procs a little bit quicker. Like, it's not one and a half seconds for every round to get added. It's one second, right? Little things like that. Your gun's going to feel nicer and shinier and done. But it's not going to be like, well, this is broken. That's what I would do. Table JFK. And in my opinion, I've noticed that Bungie has been somewhat quiet on the topic of gear retirement, particularly on the forums, particularly on the forums. Do you think that the frustration surrounding the issue has reached a boiling point to where Bungie finally decided to come out and address this issue? I don't necessarily want to believe that like Bungie's having board meetings and they're like, Joe, you got to write a blog. They're really angry on the forums. I don't imagine a world where they do that. What I imagine they would say is there is consistent feedback and frustration centered around sunsetting and it's attached to these things. Is there a way we can address this and speak to the community about it? Okay. So, um, I would say, I would say the, what they would, what they would want to do is respond quickly, but not be like reactionary. Oh, they're mad. We better write a blog post. I do think sunsetting got deserved criticism. 
it got deserved criticism. It was like, you guys said sunsetting was only going to affect endgame viability. It affected way more than that. It affected public spaces, lost sectors, the strike playlist. Well, that was a mistake. Okay, sure, that was a mistake. The, the sunsetting reach was it, it was super super overreach. We thought it was going to be this, and it ended up being something significantly bigger. My most watched uploaded video of the year is sunsetting went too far. So, I you know what I'm saying. So I would I would I would definitely 100% say this was in response to us getting pretty angry and frustrated but I never want to give the impression that like Bungie's having board meetings and like oh my gosh people are angry and what are we going to do like I don't think they're doing that I think they do hear our feedback and make updates and blog posts like this accordingly but it's not like well fever pitch red level 4 has been hit we better respond you know what I mean uh, I would like to see random perk rolls become a thing of the past. Go more into crafting where the actual stats of the gun are random instead of the perks. Oh, no. You're never going to get that desire. No. They're never going to bring crafting to this game. The perk depth, perk quantity, uh, gun quantity, gun depth, you can't you can't have crafting in this game. It would never work. They would have to completely rebuild the entire loot structure of the game that they've been evolving and changing and iterating on for the last, like, you know, three or four years. You will never get crafting. The only thing I could ever see them do is customization instead of crafting. Do you think that site's ugly? You can change the site so that it doesn't change stats, but, like, let's say you don't like a site or you don't like the look of a weapon's barrel or something, or what, I don't know, you customize barrel scopes and sights so they look the way you like, but they don't mess with stats or make something god roll. You know, single perk re-rolling. No. We've got it, man. We have got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had crafting in Curse of Osiris. Yeah, you crafted the gun one time. <laughs> you made it once, and then you were done. Clickfire. If Bungie is willing to hire more devs to buff in-game loot, why not just hire more devs to ensure the content is always more packed? Yeah, you asked this question earlier outside of Q&A. This is like when people are like, just build forehead in Fortnite. Like, just hire more people, forehead. It's not this simple. Um, the fact that they were transparent about it and they are increasing staff for, uh, you know, the rewards team is actually huge. It's huge to do that. It's an undertaking. Hiring, interviewing, staffing, training, assimilating, all of those steps that are involved with what they're doing is actually really pretty big. Um, so you can't just be like, what, you know, guys, this is kind of crazy. I can't believe we never thought of this. Why don't we just hire more people? Like, they're not just sort of sitting there, you know, to too inept to see this staring them in the face because it's not as simple as just hiring more people you also have to consider they're working with older dev tools and an older engine that they've recently just updated so you can't just like go out into the developer hiring market and be like hey who here is familiar with tiger 
<laughs> who here is familiar with Bungie's dev tools? Like that's why their 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 relationship with Vicarious Visions was so great. Vicarious Visions ports the game to PC beautifully, super optimized, runs like a solid as a rock. There was like a month of some memory leaks that got patched and fixed. That was a rock solid port, and VV became very familiar with how to make destiny content look and feel like destiny content um but you know gearbox and this with borderlands they had other companies building like their pirate dlcs and stuff because it's a good way uh you know to increase bandwidth and and deliver content without like stretching your your existing uh or your core teams um so so it's not as simple as just being like let's double our staff size and then we can do an expansion every three months um that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing if they could do that. You know, the uh, Pete Parsons said they've grown by like twenty five percent. So that's uh, that's a lot of folks. They were in the six or seven hundred employees uh, number, I think. So, I mean, that's a chunk. That's a chunk of fo- that's, a, that's a chunk of folks coming in. You know, Hitman says. Loan of the blog update was great to hear. We need more, but also more memorable loot. But would you also like to see more than guns again in the world? Rear shaders, ornaments, uh, it's fine to sell some EV, but don't you feel the game needs a broader range of loot to chase in general? Um, I mean, the thing is here that they're never going to fully satisfy the community with respect to, you know, what loot should take priority. Right, but if you're going to turn a knob, if you got three knobs you can turn, cosmetics, you know, ornaments, shaders, ships, let's just say vanity items. We could turn the vanity item volume knob up and get more vanity items in the game for people to chase. We could turn the the, the armor knob up, more armor to chase. We could turn the gun knob up. I'm telling you right now, you get a thousand people in a room to play Destiny, they're going to go more guns. More guns. We need more guns. Why? That's your that's your primary contact point of immersion and combat in Destiny. It's the best feeling shooter in existence. More guns is what most people would say. The, the, there's a handful of problems with the others. Okay, First and foremost, increasing vanity items. Vanity items, you're right back to a binary grind. You either get it or you don't right look the nano phoenix was dope it was super rare in wrath of the machine but i don't want to chase a bunch of nano phoenixes and most of the community doesn't either why because once you get it the content's dead to you not that wrath was dead to me but you get my point once you squeeze that content and you finally get the vanity item you're like well i'm done it's different than like chasing a god roll where you get it nope 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 close close almost oh this one was one perk away you're using the gun in the interim you're falling in love with the gun you can't wait to get the god roll version right it's more of a it's more of a pursuit it's more of a song and dance it's more of a playing hard to get chase right armor sure they could consider that but with transmog on the way they have to consider everything differently about armor everything differently about armor with respect to like if we can just pursue it and turn it into an ornament isn't it at the end of the day a vanity chase and a cosmetic chase as opposed to a tool chase or an equipment chase armor needs to feel more like equipment it needs to come with things you know specific to the activity the way they've done with uh with raid 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 armor 
So, I I think more than anything, anytime this subject comes up, if you know if Bungie's going to be like, man, we we what what are we going to add to the content? What are we going to add to the seasons to really keep people playing more and chasing more? Guns are going to win every time. They're uh, they're just going to win every time. Hitman says, my point uh, is to do it all. Turn the knobs for everything. Like, the reason MMOs like EverQuest and WoW have lasted 20 years is because there is a full range of loot. I'd never deny more guns and armor for other loot, uh, but as an MMO player, there was a ton of things to chase outside of just gear. I'm not going to disagree with you. However, I think the biggest dilemma to what you're saying is the economic structure of margins and profitability of WoW and EverQuest was rooted in subscription fees and Destiny's is rooted into accessibility, low-cost entry point, vanity items are sold as an option. There's a different... So there's different economic structures to the games, which is a giant barrier to what you're saying. If they start going to the the team that creates cosmetics and vanity items and they double their staff and they send they they push out a ton more vanity items so strikes and crucible and gambit and and raids can have more vanity items, more decorative things for your character. Um I I think the dilemma there would be that doesn't necessarily translate into more revenue and if anything it might translate into less. Because if people feel like, oh my gosh, I'm swimming in armor ornaments, I'm swimming in all these things for my weapons and ships and shaders and sparrows and blah blah blah, well, they're now they're probably less likely to spend money in the Eververse. So the the, the structure of how they make some of their, I, I would say, a good chunk of their money, is probably a giant barrier, standing in the way of what you're uh, what you're asking for. I'm not against what you're asking for. Keep that in mind. I I would love that. I would love to be running the raid week to week and periodically seeing people getting ornamental things to make the guns and the armor look cooler. That's just one more thing to chase in there, right? Like the like the Nano Phoenix ship in Wrath. There's one more elusive unicorn that not a lot of people got to see. That is something I'm not going to argue against, but I just think intrinsically and logistically from a business standpoint there's probably a lot of things standing in the way of them doing what you're saying. Um, Because guns are going to drive engagement, and then the vanity items can drive revenue. Like, I think that that's, that's, that's probably how those things are supposed to feel like. Now, they are trying to respect our grind. They are trying to take vanity items and make them more earnable that are, if they're thematically tied to anything, they have done that. There's a sparrow for the raid. There's a ghost for the raid. Um, I guess the only thing they didn't do was an emote and then there's no like ornaments and stuff. So they actually did put vanity items. Um, they did put vanity items in the raid this time around. So we did get some of what we haven't had up to now that was missing. Garden of Salvation clearly had vanity items ripped out of it and put into the Eververse. There was the harpy shell and then the sparrow that looked like the divinity. There was a ship that looked like the divinity. There was three items that should not have been in Eververse. They should have been in the raid uh, as as farmable vanity items that would drop from either a triumph or or, or a challenge or something. Robert Jones. What do you think of Bungie removing the world loot pool and only focusing on activity planetary drops? You, 
you need a world loot pool because you need just generic loot that's dropping when you're running activities. If not, basically, it would only be blues everywhere, right? So, I don't, I don't necessarily think you want to, uh, to go that far. The world loot pool, I think, is going to be in a good spot. It'll be a great way to earn old season stuff that maybe you missed out on, and that seasonal stuff will still be infusible. It'll still be end game viable and end game relevant. Um, and then that's there for a new player, a free to play player, somebody who's experimenting and just testing Destiny out. There is loot, generic, you know, a generic pool there to just keep things falling on the ground, keep things dropping at the end of a game. As opposed to just being like, no, everything is a transactional targeted farm. You can definitely overswing and make the entire game feel like, go here for that, go here for that, go here for that. You, you gotta have some, I think, some semblance of a, of a world loot pool um, to, a, to a degree. This, I think, would be, I would call this an overreaction. Does the world pool need to be deprioritized? Yes, I actually don't agree. Well, I don't know if I disagree. Eugene was like, oh, they're not going to be adding, you know, reissues to the world loot pool. That's less weapons getting added. I'm actually okay with that. I would rather bandwidth be spent on weapons in activities and the world loot pool becoming a rotating door of seasonal content like the seasonal guns are just going to slam down into it. I prefer that. I don't think the world loot pool should be all that interesting if you've been playing and you're on the front of the wave. The world loot pool should not be even your concern. That's like... That's like playing... You know, you're going into Diablo Rift and like the random stuff that drops from chests and like the trashy enemies compared to the stuff that drops from the boss. There's a clear difference, right? You're not sitting there combing over, oh, I just got some boots from this from this random guy I killed in the forest. No, you're waiting for the ding drop after you kill the boss. I don't think Bungie will ever be able to meet players' demands for loot. If they could, they would have back when they had help. Their philosophy doesn't seem to be the same as ours. I feel like the philosophy's shifting. If they're saying, yeah, you didn't get enough loot, we're going to restructure staff so we can give you more loot. And I disagree. Loot quantity was never complained about in Forsaken. And loot quantity was never complained about in Season of Opulence. Those were never complaints back then. I don't think that that's an accurate representation of our feedback back then. I actually think in Forsaken, one of the primary complaints was, I have no way to farm this stuff. I went in the blind well, there were Dreaming City weapons that I wanted, and I had no way to target farm. Um, now, during Opulence, I actually don't think there were almost any... I don't think there were almost any complaints about loot in, in Opulence. You could actually chase the loot you wanted, and there was a pretty good amount of it for a, for a season. It was it was it was pretty solid. You had a lot of things to chase, and a lot of great ways to chase it. So, now, I think there's some truth in what Stephanie is saying. Yeah, we're probably going to get to the you know a month into Witch Queen, and people are still going to be like, not enough. The archetype I was hoping isn't here. I really wanted a void hand cannon instead of an arc. Like, sure. People are still going to do that, but I definitely think they're moving closer to us in a variety of ways. Number one, loot logistics and loot intentionality is the best that it's ever been. Those were those have been complaints since Forsaken, and they've continued to move toward us. We have gotten a significant amount of movement from Bungie in the way of empowering you to chase what you want. And 
now they've even empowered you to chase high stat armor that there wasn't a way to do that last year right so I actually don't think we're in this weird state where they're never going to get it right and we're always going to complain I think people will always complain yes I worry sometimes those complaints are just really really coming from jaded folks that forget about all of the things they've done to improve on the things we complained about last season you know or last year right um, has anyone noticed enhancement core is just dropping from crucible? Yeah, I killed something earlier and just got a random enhancement cord wheezy and I was not using matter weave. It was a ca- it was a champion. I killed a champion and just got an enhancement core. It was yeah, it was weird. And I, I I promise you I did not have a matter weave active. Joseph Young. We all agree there needs to be more weapons, but should that come with more ways to earn them? Game modes, difficulty, exclusive drops, or just have larger loot pools for regular modes? I think what they've outlined here is great. I only have one question. These weapons that you're adding, right? Your ghost mod? No, I don't have that on. Mm -mm. I do not have a mod on my ghost. Did you turn that mod on your ghost, Wheezy? Um, it's a perk on your shell. I've never turned that perk on on my shell. No. Mm-mm. I didn't like accidentally go and turn that perk on. I've not used it since the beginning. Um, oh, is it a clan perk? Somebody's saying it's a clan perk. So maybe that's why it's suddenly happening. We've gone long enough in the season that our clan has leveled up. Um, yeah, that might be the right answer then. Um, okay. Anyway, back to this question. I actually like that the weapons for nightfalls are going to be dropping and then the adept versions are going to drop when you do grandmaster. I am curious about how do we farm that? Are they just common drops? So like I'm looking for a palindrome, but I keep getting, you know, the swarm, you know, what's that going to look like? And number two, they're going to add two guns to crucible gambit and strikes. Is it going to be like what they did with the, the shotgun pulse rifle and grenade launcher this season? where they they literally don't they don't it's like they're just dropping randomly or am I going to be able to chase them people are saying they just checked it is not a clan perk so no the enhancement core thing yeah it could be a fluke it could be misreading your ghost or something maybe there's perks on ghosts that are glitching and giving you something that they're not supposed to do it started happening this week after the update so maybe they did something Maybe they did something, and there's a, there was a mistake made at, at, at the, the ghost. If you're running a glimmer perk, because I think that's what I'm running XP and glimmer. Maybe the glimmer perk is like misprocking or misfire or something. Multiple reports in Reddit about this. It looks like the new update uh, did not list it on the patch notes, or it's not intended. Right. So they either did it on purpose, or it's an unintended thing with your ghost misfiring. It could be. It could be one of the two. It's helpful, so it will get patched. <laughs> Uh, it's not glimmer it happened to me and I'm not in a clan yeah it sounds like again it's being it's being reported and it's we don't know the cause so yeah to, to finally to, to, to put a pin in this question I hope that the weapons they're adding to strikes as well as nightfall as well as gambit and crucible that there's a way for me to say which one that I want so I can target it um you know, if, if Strikes has the shotgun from this season and these two more that they're throwing in there and they're just randomly dropping, I, I just don't know. 
the only way I would be okay with it is if they drop every single time but then again it's like well there's three weapons if I'm not interested in one of them that's going to get kind of annoying you know I don't care about how many weapons I'm more looking for quality I wish they had guns that are cool and unique and fun to use over having generic archetypes to fill quota I think you need both Stephanie I think you need the quality so that you go into the raid or you go into a grandmaster to get a certain weapon because you're like this is one of the better ones this has got these great perks or whatever but then I also think you want archetypes filled I think you actually need to do both Hornjo with the next question. Lost sectors help us narrow our rewards when targeting exotic gear. Where would you like to see exotic weapons be targeted if we're heading to random rolled exotic weapons? More than likely, it would be... I think they're going to treat, in this case, they're going to treat the High Celebrant like a farmable boss. I think we're going to get a 7th upgrade on the lure. We're going to be able to lure and fight the High Celebrant over and over, and he will have a chance to drop the Hawk Moon. That's how I would do it. If you're going to let me farm for rolls on exotic weapons in the future, if you have it tied to a boss farm, that makes the most sense. The only confusing part would be, what do you do in 10 months when the Wrathborn and the and the Crow stuff kind of fades because it's been a year? So... I want loadout diversity, and I want diversity between players. Uh, the idea of everyone running the same weapons boring to me. I think you're going to have that no matter what sometimes like when everyone runs the lament at the rep, you know at the replicant encounter in the raid you know I feel I, I feel like you're going to have that you're going to have that periodically as long as it's not literally everywhere if they use up resources to make generic weapons no one uses then that takes away from potential quality guns well I, I think you're setting up a bit of a false dichotomy though I don't think they're going to do this. As Joe Blackburn says, they want to balance between quality and quantity, right? I don't think they're literally going to hire new people and be like, hey, you guys are in charge of what we're calling the trash. You're literally going to make garbage weapons that no one wants uh, because we need to pad out the loot pool. I think there's, I think there's, there's, a, there's a desire to not fall into the dichotomy you're describing. Like, hey, you're in charge of adept weapons and raid weapons. They need to be standout. Hey, you're in charge of the seasonal legendary weapon pool. They need to be good. Hey, you're in charge of the strike weapons. They, they, they got to have potential. They can't be garbage. I cannot imagine them doing all of this and then being like, you guys here, you this crack squad, these seven new members of the reward team, you're in charge of making the trash. Like I don't I don't think that's going to be what they do. To your point and to you and to, and to, to you know, give some credit to what you're saying, they did that in Destiny 1, and that's why quantity is not always the answer. They literally filled entire vendors with you know, 90, 80%, 90% of loot just no one cared for or wanted. It was, you know, here's a sniper, shotgun, hand cannon, auto rifle, pulse rifle, scout rifle. Boom. And they throw them all in the new monarchy pool. And you're like, I don't want any of those. They're all bad, right? They have done that before. I, I would think if they're going to make this structure and he's going to couch it in the way that he did, they're going to try and hit both markers, quantity and and the quality so that it doesn't feel like well man they wasted a bunch of time you see these weapons and strikes crucible and gambit they're all trash they're literally terrible why they even waste time doing this um i can't say i i would hope that would not be the result of this blog post and their their hiring of new people for reward or reshuffling people to the rewards team 
Oki says, Do you think it would be a good idea to extend the power limit of raid or pinnacle activity gear beyond a year? They sort of extended last witch loot, except you have to get loot twice. Do you think it'd be a good idea to extend the power limit of a raid or pinnacle activity beyond a year? Oh, I see what you're saying. I could see giving the raid gear one season, a stay of execution for one season. So, or, or a stay of execution for one season and it can't go into hard mode. I would bring back a hard mode raid so you can go you could go into the Witch Queen raid and you could take Deepstone Crypt weapons and they would all be strong enough for normal in your day one. Totally fine with that. Then when they launch hard mode, no. The weapons are no longer strong enough. You gotta start using the new stuff. You've been you've been gearing up in the new raid, start using some of those new weapons. That's how I would do it. You give them a slight you know, it's like a backstage pass. Like they kind of get to sneak in. Oh yeah, yeah, we can run in normal. We're strong enough. Hard mode comes out. No, they're not strong enough. They fall below whatever that delta is. And to ensure that normal mode isn't like a joke, you use contest modifier for day one. Um, so, I'm not sure player build diversity is attainable. I, I think it's attainable eventually. I think if you end up with an aspects and fragment system on all the subclasses and you end up with more weapon perks uh, and, and more you know perk diversity and utility perks, I actually think you can have a lot of build diversity. Actually, kind of close. They're kind of close with perks like Wellspring that you know, you're getting ability energy from kills or Thresh where you're getting super uh, you know energy from kills and a mod that gives me back my grenade if I stun an enemy with my, my anti-champion mod. Like they've, I actually think they have some really, really good things, you know, presently as like, oh yeah, you can build into certain things. I just think they need to expand it into the other subclasses and the other weapons and and just perks in general. So that you start to feel like, Hey, there's some actual, you know, some strong builds in here. I could, I could, I could take a crack at, um, and there has to be a context for those builds to flourish right now. That's the problem with the deep stone crypt raid. There are tons of things you could experiment with and try with the raid mods, but without a hard mode raid, no one cares. No one cares. No one's going to take the time to reshuffle all their stuff. No one's going to do that. It's just not a thing, you know? So we're going to shift gears. Usually around this time, people leave because they're like, oh, Q&A is over. I'm done for the day. Stick around. We might do some rating. We might do some VIP call-ins if there's people that want to do VIP call-ins. Those are usually enjoyable. If you are on your way out for the day, thanks for hanging with us for the five hours this morning. Click like and subscribe on your way out. That helps support the video and the channel. It helps me out. I stream Monday through Friday. I'm safe for work. You can subscribe and listen in confidence and pressing the like button helps this video get recommended. Uh, So we really appreciate hitting over a thousand likes every day stick around if there are vips that want to do call-ins let me know if you're listening to this as a recording elsewhere please like share and subscribe